Something else that's been um, really interesting to see unfold just before we get started here in a minute is like a lot of airdrops. And there's some very fascinating aspects to airdrops on Hedera that we'll talk about. But I've, you know, last year into this year, saw a lot of conversation about, you know, when airdrops, when Hedera airdrops, how's that going to function on this network? And it turns out token association may not just be um, like a consideration or a potential difficulty for airdrops, but a lot of people are using token association in some really creative ways. Um, so we'll talk about that a bit. We got so much going on. Uh, I say we just dive into it, kick off the show, get things rolling. Uh, folks listening live on X right now, take a minute, share the spaces. Let's get rocking. I'm amped. I'm pumped. Let's go. You're listening to the Hashgraph Enthusiast Show. Hosted by Brandon Davenport, a.k.a. It's Brandon D. Let's go. It is episode 114. It's crazy to believe. Episode 114, guys. Holy cow. How do we scale fun? That's the question. Seems like there's a lot of fun happening on Hedera. Seems like it's drawing a lot of eyeballs. Seems like it's generating a lot of revenue. Seems like it's generating a lot of awareness. It's fun. How do we scale it? I think we're seeing a lot of people focused on that question right now it is february 21st 2024 wednesday 12 p.m eastern where we always are on this day at this time and uh yeah tvl tps fun fun seems to be um not a new component of Hedera, but I think one that's getting a lot of extra attention. And when I say fun, I guess what I mean is like, um, we've got one thing I'm really stoked about as well as, I mean, talk about new governing council members, but also like there's so much exciting um, enterprise use cases, so many headlines coming out from, you know, the Hashgraph Association and different stuff like that. Um, and I think that we're due for some other like really major um, substantial announcements, uh, throughout the year. But the thing is, is like, um, and actually what I'll do a great way to kick off the show just before we kind of really get into it here is, um, I wanted to just quickly talk about this tweet that, uh, community legend Zepsy tweeted out. Um, and I just want to read it cause it's, it's so true. I've said this on the show. And I just think this is so important. Um, Zepsi tweets out, Last bull, we had no DeFi. We had no NFTs. We had no games. We had no social. And now we have all of these. 
And so that's that's like if we really break that down and open that up, we're talking about NFT marketplaces. We're talking about decentralized exchanges. We're talking about um, you know bridges. We're talking about all sorts of different things. And it's like lots of folks like to look back to. 2020, 2021, that really exciting time for price action in Hedera when we saw that ride up to, you know, 50 cents or whatever. And it's worth keeping in mind that at that time, there just wasn't any of those things established on the network. So that's going to have um, an impact, I think, on the on the next uh, bull run for Hedera. I mean, it's, you know, you can assume it. Obviously, you can't predict the future, <laughs> but... I mean, it's, it sums it up nicely. It's, it, it, you know, it really kind of rings true when you think about it. Um, and I think that's kind of the theme, you know, for the, for the past couple episodes. Um, and today is like really taking a look at this network and understanding that it, it has changed so much. I put out a tweet yesterday just kind of saying like, oh, and, and uh, Tamara, a uh, listener of the show, just said, um, just on the comments here, and we have so many enterprise use cases under the belt. That's true. That's one thing that I think a lot of people forget is, um, I think through frustration, you know, having all these potential enterprise use cases piling up and, you know, enterprise takes time, yada, yada, yada. And so we're kind of waiting on these things, but we often forget like how much stuff is in the pipeline, um, that has been promised so far and that is reaching that, point of, you know, three years of development, you know, we'd start to think about minimum viable products or go to market strategies and stuff. And we're starting to see some of those things. And, you know, recently we saw Hedera just, uh, again, highlight, uh, the use case by Hyundai. So, uh, and then we have, uh, Mondelez, the new governing council member. Uh, there was a, a great gossip about gossip, um, episode, that I just want to touch on as well that, that had a few really interesting things brought up in it, but I don't know, lots of stuff changing. Um, and I think a lot of people in the community are open to that change. Um, and I do think of course, you know, there's a lot of people that are resistant to that change. I think that's what my, my post that I did yesterday saying how weird, um, the Hedera subreddit is. Um, and I mean, no hate to the Hedera subreddit. I mean, Lots of like, there's tons of really great stuff in the Hedera subreddit. I use it every week for the show. There, I, I post in it. It's a, it's a, it's a great place. I think that there's, um, the issue is that there's thirty five thousand people in there, and there's a there's a lot of reluctance to kind of, you know, embrace retail, embrace these kinds of things, embrace stuff that's actually generating substantial revenue for the network. And I know that there's going to be um, enterprise use cases that come to the network that that you know dwarf. Um, you know, some of those retail use cases. But to be fair, look at the growth in saucer swap recently. Look at the growth in hash pack. Look at the recent launches from, you know, you could look at Kabila. You could look at Hashport. You could look at all these different pillars. Uh, you know, the upcoming uh, serial finance lending protocol um, funded by, you know, Headstarter, which is another retail focused uh, use case. Retail really is having a moment. DeFi is having a moment um, on this network. It would be kind of crazy to say um, that it's not or that it's not benefiting the network or that it's not interesting. I mean, that's what I find sometimes on the Hedera subreddit is like, you know, very anti, 
anti-degen, which, you know, I can get. And being realistic, too, it's like, you know, a lot of the original Hedera investors and stuff were, you know, precious metal guys and, you know, Mike Maloney folks and stuff. So, I mean, just general observation, the Hedera subreddit can be an odd place. It's 35,000 people. It's a crypto subreddit that, you know, doesn't really embrace crypto as fully as it could. But I use it all the time. Great info there. Good people there. Uh, it's just in, it's just an interesting conversation to see. It's it's uh, again part of what I'm talking about is this new energy, um, this departure from kind of like a, a stagnant bear market. Um, people are waking up. People are making moves. People got ideas. People want to say things. Um, I'm all for it. Um, you know, and just a quick mention here. Uh, I am Brandon Davenport live from Ottawa, Canada. Hashgraph Enthusiast Show every week, live on X Spaces, at least for now, apparently what people are telling me, and uh, available on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also available on YouTube. Um, YouTube, I think, is a platform we're going to be leaning into more. Um, and yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff coming. A huge shout out to the supporters of the show. Um, who literally, you know, send HBAR to an account. And I use that to um, run the show, purchase things that the show needs, like the different, you know, equipment that, you know, you see here. I'm going to spruce up my office a bit soon because I noticed in the show there's like, I got some blank walls here. I was actually thinking about uh, getting some of my Hedera NFTs printed out, um, putting them on the wall or something, framing those because um, there's so many that I that I love. Um, I was thinking the other day about my legendary Vasizi which I'm super stoked about that. I want to get that one up on my wall, I think. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive into it. Um, one of the main stories today is something coming up that I think is going to be really exciting for the Hedera community. Um, and if you haven't had a chance yet, people listening on X now, share the spaces. Let's get some folks in here. The more the merrier. Use a little comment button at the bottom, uh, bottom right of the spaces too to share any news that folks might find interesting. Uh, ETH Denver is fast approaching. Uh, I will be attending ETH Denver. I'm flying out on the 28th. Um, and it's going to be very interesting. I mean, I talk about ETH Denver on the show in the past. I haven't attended yet, uh, but Hedera will be there. Um, and uh, I'm going to be going with the HGraph team. And I think it's going to be really interesting. Again, this is a conference that isn't just about Hedera, right? It's about Ethereum, and then all sorts of other networks, all sorts of other applications are going to be there. And there's a bit of a trend that we've seen where over time people have started to understand what Hedera is about more and more and more. They've become a little less resistant over time to the idea of what a hash graph could be, um, how disruptive that could be to the crypto industry, um, and kind of how different Hedera is from other networks. I think that we're noticing a positive forward trend um, in how people view Hedera. So I'm going to be able to kind of see that firsthand, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I'll also be able to, you know, meet with some really um, interesting people. I know that um, the uh, president of Hedera, Charles, will be there for a day. I think there's going to be a couple governing council members. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's just going to be some, again, some good energy. Uh, and breaking out, like we talk about this a lot, the bubble of Hedera, um, Lehman spoke to, spoke to this too, you know, tribalism will end us. Um, so obviously I spend a lot of my time in Hedera land. So I'm, I'm very looking forward to, uh, 
really spending time in person uh, with so many other people building on different networks and figuring out um, what we can do to leverage Hedera to make their use cases better. And then also, um, what can we learn? Like, you know, like what can we learn from these other uh, networks and builders? What can we, uh, what, what can they help us out with as well? Um, I think that's going to be something really interesting and just understanding better, like where people's heads are at right now in person is the way to do it. Uh, and what that means is there's no show next week, guys. Uh, next episode, which is, you know, schedule originally scheduled for the 28th. Um, I will be at the time when the show would be happening. I would be 30,000 feet in the air in an airplane with hopefully all the doors intact. So, I will not be doing the show unless I can get some kind of like Starlink Elon Musk situation going in the plane. I don't think it's happening. So the next show, the next official episode of this show will be March 6th when I'm back. And that's not going to be one that you'll want to miss because I'll be sharing a lot of stuff from ETH Denver. I'll probably have met a few interesting people that might want to come to the show and give a recap. It'll, it'll be a great episode, I think. So don't miss that. March 6th, that's the next episode of the show. No episode next week. I'm going to be in an airplane. Uh, but I will be uh, sharing a bunch of uh, awesome content throughout the week at ETH Denver, keeping people in the loop, same as I did with the, uh, with the LA Hedera meetup last year or so. Looking forward to it. I'm, I'm stoked. And also, too, there's going to be a, a bunch of other H Barbarians there. Um, so it's just going to be really cool to, you know, see everybody, hang out, all that good stuff. I want to flip over to something that was posted just today. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, a theme here is, again, the retail vibe on Hedera, more eyeballs coming to Hedera, really thinking about the topic of retail and how it relates to Hedera. Um, and how this community, how this community's identity is assembled, um, and Credible Crypto, who is a, a very prominent influencer on X, about three hundred seventy thousand followers. Um, you know, Credible Crypto has been in the uh, Adair community literally for years. Excuse me, Jesus, got a hiccup. Bless me. Um, he's been in the Adair ecosystem literally for years, uh, I think that he, you know, bought originally at three cents or something. And he's just always been kind of putting out really great content um, and does a really great job looking at things from from both, uh, you know, the fundamental side, but then also the, the technical analysis angle, um, which I think we always could use more of in Hedera as the, you know, bull market approaches, because not only is there just HBAR, of course, there's all these other kind of crazy HTS assets. And what I'm hoping for soon is for folks like Credible Crypto who are, you know, near that like half million follower mark um, and have been in Hedera for a while. It would be really, really interesting to start to see him do some analysis and breakdowns for some of the other assets on the Hedera network. I think that would be a big bullish signal for the network to have uh, folks like Credible um, focus on those things because um, he's, you know, I, in the past, I've noticed he's pretty slow to really jump on stuff that's just getting started and, f and very fairly because a lot of that is, you know, just Ponzi schemes, right? A lot of that is just not, it's just DGen stuff. It doesn't, I don't know if it would fit his brand. So I'm kind of looking to credible for that, for, for a bullish signal, but he made a post here. I'm just going to quickly read it. Um, but I think it really 
reframes some of the discussion um, that we've been having in the ecosystem in a good way. Um, but also definitely, I think there's some, some nuances that, that, you know, sometimes get left out, but basically credible says pretty fair to say, in my opinion, that Hedera may be one of the most retail friendly projects out there when it comes to marketing and appealing to normies. People new to this space may not understand much, but when they can under, what they can understand is instantly recognizable names like Google, IBM, Boeing, LG, Dell. Uh, when retail joins the game after Bitcoin breaks prior all-time highs, there's no doubt in my mind that HBAR will make its way to a top 20 coin in the space. Uh, I mean, great points. Uh, and it's clear. I think it's like, you know, for me, it makes it more important to be able to kind of like break retail. Like when we say retail, you know, what is that? I think that he, you know, credible crypto is very much speaking to the broad sense of, of retail, which is like literally like everyday people. And so when you stack up Hedera against other networks to the very kind of broad uh, scope of what retail is, which, you know, the majority of those people maybe have never interacted with web three or crypto ever in their life. Um, I can totally understand that. And I do think that that is, uh, I agree with that take. And then there's the, I think that there's another, there's like a, a subsection of retail that I think the, the Hedera community is kind of focused on right now, which is, you know, that first wave retail, the people that are already in web three already invested in other networks and protocols and might be currently critical of Hedera or also might be waiting for certain things to be built out in the ecosystem, like, you know, uh, decentralized finance tooling and infrastructure and stuff. So I think that, uh, I love Credible's take for retail much more broadly. And then I think that when we look at, okay, well, what does that look like retail adoption? Obviously the tip of the spear for that is, um, retail investors that are already kind of like fully onboarded to crypto and ready to go. And some of the things for those people that Credible highlights is if they do see logos like IBM or Google or whatever, as we've known in the past, some of them might be like, oh, it's run by corporations or blah, blah, blah. So I think that this tweet from from Credible Crypto, I think really emphasizes how kind of nuanced the discussion around retail on Hedera is and how difficult that conversation is to have with um, the types of kind of like information gaps and different things um, that we've had in the space. And so I don't know. I love to see both sides of those discussions. I love to see it all unpacked, um, people getting involved. I'm seeing more and more people at Hedera and the foundation and the association and Swirls getting involved in those conversations now. I do think that um, there's going to be a lot of meeting in the middle. I think that the president of Hedera, Charles Atkins, outlined it the best um, and, and, and it kind of summarized this in the most refreshing way, which was, we do have, you know, enterprise and these organizations at the top. We do have retail and builders at the bottom. Um, we want to work our way to the middle together. Um, and so that to me is kind of that, that working towards the middle is just hard work. It's not, it's not um, a straight path. Uh, it's not easy. Like I said last week, you know, just because we have great governance and technology doesn't mean that Hedera is not going is going to be able to avoid all of the trials and tribulations that other networks went through on their journey to, you know, the top 10 or top five 
on coin market cap or whatever. We're just going to have those same problems and stuff. So it's nice to see the community and, 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 and Hedera and everybody just kind of starting to like really lean into it. Um, take it head on. I see patches tuning in patches. Good to see you. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know if you have any, uh, cool updates or anything to share with folks. Feel free to, uh, request to speak if, uh, if you got any updates. Um, but what I wanted to move on to real quick is, this news from Yuga Labs, this is a little bit outside of the Hedera ecosystem, but I think something important for folks to kind of see. We're entering, we're entering a phase right now in Web3 and in, in crypto, also in Hedera, of like these kind of like mergers and acquisitions. And it's a trend that I'm seeing. People are getting hired. Uh, companies are buying other companies. Things are merging. Uh, we've seen it in the Hedera ecosystem. Um, and then we're starting to see it even more broadly. And so Yuga Labs, um, you know, obviously uh, creators, owners of projects like Board Ape Yacht Club and CryptoPunks and stuff like that has purchased Proof, which is the Kevin Rose startup that had um, the, uh, the uh, Moonbirds, Oddities, uh, Grails. So um, an acquisition, like these types of acquisitions, I think are very challenging for communities. There's a lot of mixed uh, emotions around it and it's a very high level type thing. Um, so for me, I, I watch it and I see these things unfolding and it's, I just kind of keep an eye on it cause it's definitely a trend we're going to start seeing more, um, in the Hedera space as well. But, uh, patches, I see you up here now. We've got you plugged in. Um, I don't know if it's working though. Uh, are, is spaces giving us some issues today? We don't know. Oh, there we go. I think you're good to go. Patches. What's up? What's good? What's new? I think, uh, I think this is working. Hey, I can hear you this time. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, most of my energy at this point is, is pointed towards being prepared for Denver. Yep. Um, there's definitely a lot of stuff happening in the Hedera ecosystem, which is amazing to see right before ETH Denver. And I think it's easy to tell there's a lot of excitement in the air across just all of Web3. Um, and there's an opportunity here for uh, just massive networking in between networks. Uh, so uh, I'm excited to go to um, go into a Bitcoin hacker house and get to learn a little bit about what they're doing. Um, I got a couple meetings with, uh, some, some bridges. I got a couple meetings with some people on E. So uh, I'm excited about just being able to share what we're doing on Hedera. And I think Zepsi had a, had a good post where he's like last bull run, we didn't have DeFi last bull run. We didn't have NFT architecture, yeah. you know, we were still building. So I think this is going to be a really good opportunity to show everyone where Hedera's at. And then obviously we're, you know, working on having a uh, proof of concept with this browser um, working from Turtle Moon and uh, Hashinals uh, working, um, hopefully being released right at the end uh, or, you know, right after ETH Denver. So uh, the working groups building that out and then hopefully we can show some demos of how this could work uh, for, you know, some, some cross chain uh, development. That's awesome. And I think that, you know, we've talked people's ears off about Hashnals and HCS20 and stuff on the show. But I think that that's, a, I think, what's a lot, what's very interesting to people now is, okay, so what's next? And kind of what you're saying is, 
um, really having some of those conversations with key people on the Bitcoin side about this, building those bridges, and the community can expect um, some exciting stuff to get launched, some demos, some MVPs, st- some stuff like that after ETH Denver. Um, and hopefully, I mean, those conversations and, and connections that you make at the conference like really turn into something. I feel super optimistic about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, me too. A um, lot of building. <laughs> Still, um, you know, working on getting these things uh, up and running, but I'm super encouraged by uh, just the collaborative nature of, of the developers on Hedera and um, the progress we've made in kind of the the conceptualization of what we're building and then the infrastructure pieces and making sure that on, on day one when we launched this, uh, you know, we learned a lot from ECS 20 and um, yeah. we lost some momentum because we had to catch up with our uh, infrastructure. So trying to not lose momentum and make sure the infrastructure is super strong on this launches. Uh, and it's looking really good. You're, you're trying to, you're trying to achieve just send it equilibrium. Right. Yeah. We're, we're just sending it with an asterisk after scale is tested. Gotcha. So we're ch- in Hedera, we're, we're turning just send it into send it just enough. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> send know. it with some testing, <laughs> test it and send it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, while you're up here too, I was, I was curious to ask you, like, uh, you know, I don't know how much you've spoken to it, but, um, just this dialogue and conversation that's been happening in the community over the last, I'd say week or so, um, really kind of intensified around retail and Hedera and, and certain types of things. Um, I'm sure you've seen a lot of those conversations and, and maybe, you know, participate in them and stuff, but, um, I was just, I was just kind of curious, you know, as, as a longtime community, community member and someone that re- I think really understands the, you know, the nuances of the network and the ecosystem and the community, I think better than many is, you know, like, I, I was just curious if you had any kind of thoughts on that topic or those, or those conversations that have been happening. Um, I think they're healthy to have, um, if, if you're not open and transparent with how you feel, then it, it bubbles up and boils over. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's imperative that the community and the network are in lockstep and understand, uh, you know, the direction and everything. And it's really a symbiotic relationship. And so I think what's, what's happening is there's a, a voicing of that symbiotic relationship needing some attention. Um, and I think that's, that, again, that's a healthy dialogue and discussion that should happen. Um, and I'm encouraged by uh, conversations and uh, a chance to make changes where we can all look at where is this going and lock arms and this is how we get there and effectively get there with the support and infrastructure that we need as a network. So I think, yeah, I think, I think it's all healthy. It's, it might, yeah. might not all be clean, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. but um but at the end of the day, what we have is a very active community that's passionate about the technology in which we're building upon. And so I think that is the most bullish thing about Hedera is that even in the bottom of the bear, there's a ton of engineers that are staying here because they fundamentally believe in what this technology can do. And then um, you know, voicing that perspective to make sure that the network understands what what does the community believe needs to be the supported uh infrastructure and supported foundational core um, is encouraging. So passion is good. I don't, I don't see it yeah. as bad. And 
uh, discussion is good. Hundred percent. Yeah, I I agree. That I agree the same. Like all I'm seeing is just the the energy, you know, increasing, and there it's not like it's just going to be good stuff. It's also going to be there. Maybe there's a lot of noise. Maybe there's fud or different things like that. But I think in large part, um, in general, it's like there's so many important conversations happening, and I think that there is definitely resistance. But how do you overcome that? And I think that really, it's as you said, like this is Web three. It's in the open conversations are happening. I think when there is more of that visibility, I think people can um, com- can paint a, uh, a more complete picture for themselves uh, more quickly. And I think we can also kind of identify those information gaps more quickly because it's like, yeah, I think that when we talk about um, trying to get rid of some tribalism, you know, uh, break down some of these silos as, as King Solomon would say, or the Genfinity show, it's like, this is kind of what that looks like. You know, it is a little bit of a demolition in a way of like, we gotta, we gotta, you know, tear down some of these walls and stuff. And it isn't, it isn't pretty, but it's happening. And I think that, you know, I agree with you. It's, it's uh, super, super healthy. Um, I also wanted to um, maybe get your thoughts real quick as well. Um, just before, cause I, I know you probably have some calls and stuff to do. I don't know. Hey, I have a meeting in two minutes. Yeah. Okay. I want your, I want your two minute hot take on all these big green candles we're seeing and, and um, the, the, like really the, the, the fringe of DeFi on Hedera with like the truly wacky stuff, the, the, the wonderful stuff, the things that I think, you know, maybe a lot of people dislike or <laughs> wish weren't around, but I was just like, um, what's your sentiment on that? Just starting like, I, in you know, kind of in relation to Zepsi's tweet, like we didn't have any of this stuff first bull run. Now we've got like all these strange, weird coins pumping and all these different things. And you have a lot of experience on other networks in the past too. I was just kind of curious if you had kind of any top of mind hot takes on on that kind of stuff happening. Yeah, I think I think um, you know the the crypto landscape is continually changing, and there. To me, there is an opportunity to demonstrate to other networks such as uh, Binance. Mm. Hey, there's another, like, Hedera is here, has great DeFi. It's really easy to create tokens. It's really easy to create liquidity pools. We have really, really low fees, and we're faster um, than what you're used to. Even And, and they've entered, you know, some regulatory um, issue landscape. And so yes. that's just but one. Um, I think I think the fact that we can point to having a top twenty decks as Hedera, we can point to arguably the best um, DeFi experience. Like when Farcaster came out, it was the first time I bought wrapped ETH in so long, and it was base ETH. And it took me forty five minutes. I wanted to throw my phone through the wall. Gotcha. And it was like I bought it, and I had to wait ten minutes. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> It's just, I just forgot how good I had it on Hedera because it's, you know, and the bear wasn't really on other chains too much. So I I think when that juxtaposition can be shown, when there's value here that people want to get to, like Karate, like H-Bars or H-Suites, like these these other tokens like Grelf. And then when people have that first hit, you know, um, Hashpack was talking about a bunch of influx of new accounts. We saw $700,000 come across Hashport. So this isn't just people pushing liquidity around in our little pool. This is new liquidity coming in and onboarding. And the yeah. most important part is to branch the people that now have a hash pack and have HBAR into all of our other parts of our ecosystem that make Hedera great. Yes. And I think that's the next stage of this growth that we're going to see. Huge. We're having lots of fun here. How do we scale that fun? That's my question. 
Uh, really, really appreciate you coming by, man. Absolutely. Love your show. Um, I'm going to listen to the rest of the recording tomorrow, <laughs> but uh, cheers. Let's Have a good go. rest of your show. Yeah, cheers, man. Um, always a treat to have uh, Patches stop by. Um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping to, like, <clears throat> with the show, I guess one thing I'll quickly touch on is, like, um, you know, I did a, I did a quick, uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, I asked a question to the community, um, you know, listeners of the show, the HBAR community, um, <clears throat> kind of about, you know, what, you know, I'm trying, like the show's evolved so much. Again, I started doing the show on Clubhouse, uh, you know, almost, you know, two and a half, three years ago for, you know, five people. Um, so it's changed quite a bit from that clubhouse show to moving to Twitter spaces and then introducing podcast platforms and now introducing, you know, the video version and different stuff like that. Um, and so I, the, the, and also too, like the market is changing and technology is changing. Uh, even platforms like Twitter spaces is, is changing. Um, and so for the show, now that it has more resources from supporters and everything, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring new ways um, in which the show could evolve and then also um, have been running kind of a few experiments. And I mean, one big request that, that people have had is, you know, uh, you know, shorter form video, you know, like people love the long form podcast show, live show um, covering everything. A lot of people listen to it live. A lot of people listen to the recording. You know, I think that it, it, it really, you know, helps a lot of people out. Uh, but also people love, you know, short clips and, you know, there's just, there just wasn't the bandwidth or workflow to do that for a long time. Now there is. So I'm able to do a bunch of that. And I've tried a few different formats. I've been, you've probably seen me like experiment with a couple different things. So I've, I've figured out some stuff that really works and I'm excited for the show to move forward with a bunch of that new stuff people really enjoy. Um, and just, you know, spread the, the, the word about Hedera much more broadly, but the other thing I'm circling back to is the live show, right? The live show is really important and people are listening to it right now on X spaces and it's audio only. Um, I've just noticed so many people love the video uh, version of the show, which is only recorded right now. Like I'm recording it right now. So it's the same thing, but live is audio only. A lot of people love the audio only on Twitter spaces, but a lot of people use Twitter spaces all the time. So I did a poll for the community. I basically asked like, which format do people prefer for a weekly live crypto news show? And um, people really want YouTube video live streams. They'd love to tune in to YouTube at, you know, 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Wednesdays to watch the Hashgraph Enthusiast show live. Um, and I could do that and spaces at the same time. Also, people talk about, you know, really wanting to have uh, the live video stream on on X, right? And then there's all different things to think about, people calling into the show and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of things to work out, but it's becoming clearer and clearer to me um, what people want from the show going forward. And so expect changes to the show coming up. I, I, I really think the new format for the show is just going to be great. And it'll, and it's going to be coming together over the coming weeks and months. And a big part of that is something I'm trying to figure out is there's a lot of core listeners on, on this show that tune in literally every week 
Um, you know, and I see uh, H. Baratato down there. I see Tamara. I see Hangry Listening, Crypto Dad. I see Cosmic. I see Paul. I see, um, I, I just see a bunch of people. Uh, Slaw. I see uh, so many people. Like, there's just so many regulars that tune in that I think should really have some extra input on the show. So I'm also figuring out uh, how to get a missing piece of the show together, I think, is like a Discord or something like that. A simple way that, like, isn't a huge thing, but just as an easier way for um, hardcore fans of the show to help drive those decisions a little bit more. Um, and just, I don't know, I'm thinking about stuff. It's, it's very clear that people want more of this show. Um, it's really clear that people are supporting it. The show's going to have resources. So, and, and it's also pretty clear kind of what the plan looks like, what the future might look like. So been thinking about that. I'm excited. Uh, won't, won't talk your ear off on that. But I'm pumped. Uh, so stay tuned. Follow along. I'm, I'm excited to see some stuff unfold. Next story, um, kind of uh, surprising, um, but relevant to Hedera. A big topic on Hedera has been USDC. We need more USDC liquidity. There's too many versions of USDC, all that kind of stuff. Um, and Circle posted yesterday on X, they're discontinuing USDC on the Tron blockchain in a phased transition. Effective immediately, we will no longer mint USDC on Tron. Transfers and redemptions of USDC on Tron will continue to operate normally through February 2025. Uh, pretty shocking. And, and so really what that says to you is, okay, is this circle needing to kind of de-risk what's going on with the Tron network? It's very... Uh, concerning um don't i you know i'm not a fan of kind of seeing other networks struggle in that way but look at hedera and we don't have enough usdc liquidity you look at tron and it's like <laughs> peace out so it's that that sucks to see but there are other other ways of looking at it um uh one community member also a legend mason uh tweeted something out that i think is a good um point which is you know is this bullish or he said, you know, he says this is bullish for HBAR and other networks that have USDC on them as they might get more usage. And, you know, yes, it's clear that people are going to have to use USDC for all sorts of things. It's, it's a key piece of infrastructure for web three is having stable coins and USDC being a very prominent stable coin provider. And so you think about Hedera and you go, okay, yeah, you know, Mason says, you know, this is bullish for HBAR. And then you think about, okay, well, how does that actually happen? What does that actually look like? And what that looks like is people bringing their USDC from other networks, you know, example here, maybe Tron, and potentially migrating that, bridging that over to Hedera and utilizing the Hedera network for those related transactions. It's very interesting um, to me. And it makes it all the more important, and this kind of dovetails really nicely into um, kind of our next story, which I wanted to really take a more, I wanted to take a closer look at kind of the retail and DeFi updates in Hedera. And we're going to go through a bunch of them, but the news about USDC on Tron, again, dovetails nicely into this kind of first item um, when we talk about retail and everything on Hedera, which is Hashport. So think about that. People wanting to move their USDC from the Tron network into Hedera potentially, how, like, how does that function? What do they do? Well, they would go to Hashport and they would, you know, port their assets. Many of us in the ecosystem have done that. Uh, many folks recall Dovu before 
it migrated to HTS. Uh, uh, you know, as an early investor myself, I would go buy Dofu on a cent- or Dofu on a centralized exchange. I'd have it in my MetaMask, connect my MetaMask to Hashport, uh, migrate my Dofu over via Hashport to the Hedera network. You know the drill. So on February nineteenth, Hashport tweets out: "Hashporters, we're feeling bullish. It's a big day with nearly seven hundred thousand dollars in volume in one day. Right." That's huge. That's huge. And they have a graph here, and you can see how huge that is, how much it sticks out. Um, and so when we talk about retail, when we talk about DeFi, when we're you know touching on those topics with patches and the, and the need for support for retail, information gaps, those different types of things, you know, I look at, you know, Hashport, and I go, they are the bridge right now into our ecosystem. And what I'm hearing is, there might need to be more support for Hashport. There need there might need to be more attention on Hashport right now, um, as really kind of the first line of of growth into this ecosystem. If we really talk about people moving their liquidity into our ecosystem, um, in the form of assets that they hold. So that you think about it, you know, wrapped Ethereum, um, you know, uh, you know, wrapped um, Avalanche wrapped Algorand, like all that, all that kind of stuff. Like those different types of assets are moving, you know, wrapped USDC, right? Moving into our ecosystem, at, you know, $700,000 of that in one day, only set to grow, I imagine. And so <laughs> Hashport, I think um, from a community perspective, I know that we very much champion Saucer Swap, Hashpack, all the other great wallets out there like Galaxy, Kabila, Blade Wallet, um, and also, too, uh, you know, we talk about the, the amazing, you know, meme coins and utility tokens, all the different type of stuff. And I think sometimes one brand or one element that gets left out of it because, it, you know, it is a little boring, right? It's an it's a infrastructure project is Hashport, but none of that really works, I don't think, without Hashport right now, or at least until we get more bridges. But I think, again, it would be a mistake to launch a second bridge. I think the you know it's really important to really fortify um, Hashport because it's what we've got, it's what's working. Um, we rely on it, and I just think it's really important. So I want to just give a big shout out to Hashport um, and just you know appreciate them doing what they're doing. And I bring it up because you know what I hear from Hashport and people is their roadmap is essentially um, keep things working tip top. And make sure that security is at the maximum, make sure that the efficiency is at a maximum, um, really doing their job and really trying to provide that robust bridge. But I want to be able to hear more from them about upcoming features or new tokens getting added. Imagine if we had wrapped Solana for the Hedera network. How crazy would that be? Folks from Solana being able to bridge their assets over to Hedera and people being able to bridge their assets from Hedera over to Solana. Like that is one thing that would be huge. So I don't know. Shout out to Hashport. Let's give them what they need. It's a vibe. Uh, but let's switch over to something real quick. Saucer swap. Uh, and my, my goodness, um, my goodness. So few, a few key updates from saucer swap. They posted on X uh, February 17th, so a few days ago, 
they had reached $100 million total volume locked, $100 million TVL. And that's huge. That's huge, right? Remember Zepsi's tweet. October 2022, right? We had pretty much zero TVL. Now we've got 100 million on one DEX, right? That's huge. Um, And not only that, if I go right now to the saucer swap website um i'm on the defi defi llama one i got to i got to go to the actual saucer swap website saucerswap.com um look at this total value locked 120 million dollars today just days later um they also did a post recently as well that in a 24-hour period, there was $20 million in volume, right? $20 million worth of assets were traded on SaucerSwap in one day. And this generated $50,000 in fees for liquidity providers. So think about that. One day, and, and I want you to kind of go back in time a little bit. Go back in time to, you know, you're an H-Barbarian. It's, you know, 2021, we're all excited about, you know, one day we'll have NFTs and stuff. And you were to say, oh, yeah, you know, in, in you know, th- you know, three years, just shy of three years, um, you know, you're going to have a DEX that does $20 million in volume in 24 hours. Like, you'd be like, you're nuts. That's crazy. But it's true. It's happened. And I think that that kind of speaks to a little bit of what we're talking about when we talk about enterprise versus retail. Or I shouldn't say versus when I say enterprise and retail. Um you know, it's it's one of those things where it kind of it kind of holds true in crypto. It's like sometimes when you're expecting that appreciation, it's it it's ten times sooner, ten times bigger, and ten times dumber than you think it's going to be. And in 2021, I was like, oh, you know, re- uh, the uh, you know these enterprise use cases are going to come online. TPS is going to shoot up. People are going to be stoked. Hell yeah! But it turns out. Retail has just gone gangbusters in Hedera. $20 million in 24 hours. Crazy. And then another update that Saucer Swap posted again, the you know prominent decks on Hedera. They shared um, on Monday that they had climbed to number 18, right? In the past month, Saucer Swap's TVL soared by over 70%. Overtaking established protocols such as Bancor and QuickSwap in ranking. So SaucerSwap is the number 18 DEX in crypto. That's crazy, right? Hedera just got back up into the top 30 networks, right? SaucerSwap's in the top 20 in their class. That's no, that's no joke. And that's definitely going to draw eyeballs. That's big stuff. Um, so huge, huge shout out to the SaucerSwap team. Um, and then along these lines, uh, Hashpack coming out of the gate swinging, Pack Token. We have a bunch of updates from Hashpack. Um, I'll definitely have them on the show. I know that they have uh, a Spaces tomorrow uh, with King Solomon Genfinity, where they're going to be, you know, sharing a lot more, uh, as the kids say, alpha about the new Pack Token. So I don't want to, you know, steal the thunder from Genfinity because like I will be tuning into that episode 100%. 
that's going to be an awesome convo. I'm excited to learn about that. But they got Pack Token. They've announced it. They've announced two of the utilities. So really quick, this is uh, an HTS token, um, and it will be you know minted by Hashpack. And basically, it is a community token that is going to function as a, a you know a, a consumer loyalty rewards program for Hashpack, and then also. Uh, our governance mechanism is the two utilities we've heard about so far. Um, so they have a blog post. Also, um, they've put out a tweet. And it's pretty clear, uh, you know, 1.8 thousand likes on this post. And I know, I know that, you know, Twitter X, you know, likes and stuff, vanity metrics doesn't really matter. But it's worth mentioning that, you know, Hedera will put out a substantial announcement and get the same amount of likes. Like, Reta- like everything is telling us that retail use cases on Hedera are going to get us to the top 10, right? Enterprise is going to keep us there. That's really what the equation is for me. Um, so this is, a, this is a stoked, stoked announcement. Uh, and they announced two utilities. So really quick, the first utility that they announced, I believe yesterday, yeah, or no, on Monday, was... Uh, Packback, which is a loyalty system to reward Hashpack users. I imagine that'll be um, for, you know, all sorts of different actions and different things like swapping tokens and Hashpack or all sorts of different things will earn you Pack token. And it's not retroactive, so it's not like all the stuff you've been doing in the past. It's not like you're going to get airdropped a bunch of Pack token. Uh, but, you know, yeah, the, uh, the official um, Hashpack Packback program rolls off the tongue and then their second utility which is very interesting and the one i'm most interested in right now is the governance uh function uh which basically you know pack holders will be able to participate in governance and help with decisions and stuff Um, i'm hoping it's very similar to what dovu did dovu did a great job of this especially with their token migration um when they held a vote on um you know the DAO platform that they used was developed by Galaxy. I know that Hashpack has a strategic partnership with Galaxy. Maybe they will be using um, the, Cal- the the Creators Galaxy protocol voting platform for their governance. Who knows? But Dovu set the bar for how DAO governance voting um, can be accomplished, and they set the bar pretty high. Um, and I think that with those strategic partners, I think Hashpack is going to be able to offer a similar experience. And I think that with a leading um, pillar of the ecosystem like Hashpack, giving the community um, those levers and mechanisms to drive the growth of that project, I think is going to be really, really big. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That's a, it, This is a really big, uh, this is a really big deal. Um, so yeah, I'm stoked about that. So much more, so much more I could talk about with it, but it's just, there's not a lot of, uh, they're, they're trickling out the information. So I think that I'm going to wait until all the utilities are announced and um, some more details come out. Uh, maybe I'll have uh, Pluto come by the show or May come by the show or something and kind of uh, have a chat about it because I think a lot of people are very, very interested in it, uh, clearly. Um, and when I say a lot of people, not just H barbarians, I think that these are the types of things that, um, draw the attention and, and capture the excitement of folks on other networks straight up. 
So I'm stoked about that. Um, Galaxy, speaking of Galaxy, uh, another huge W for retail on Hedera. Solo Cisse, the CEO of Galaxy, a big fan of the show, frequent guest of the show, tweets out or posts or zeets or whatever we're calling them. He says, Galaxy was nearly 75 or 70% of all wallet creations on Hedera on February 13th when they launched version 1.5, which we talked about last week. So if you want more details on version 1.5, go back and listen to episode uh, 113. But he says, since then, Galaxy has been responsible for 25 to 50% of new wallet creations on the network. Um, and I know that Galaxy has a bunch more stuff coming. And yeah, again, another crazy number, another crazy um, and impressive and eye-catching event in the ecosystem. And again, retail. This is a retail use case. Um and I just think it's, you know, I'm so stoked about it. And then we also have an update that was published in regards to TPS, because we can't forget about TPS. We are H barbarians. At the end of the day, you can talk to us about TVL and all these different types of things. But oh, when you start talking about TPS, oh my Lord. Uh, House of Crimea tweets out, a comparative analysis of average TPS across leading blockchains. Um, and Hedera, of course, is number one. <clears throat> they said, Hedera is currently the most busy chain by network analytics with an average of 850 TPS in January. And that's very fascinating because if people remember, we started the year with TPS like at nothing. Um, because again, largely transactions per second on Hedera is largely dictated by the business cycle of Avery Dennison at my IO, at my IO, who is you know doing most of the transactions on the network. Most of these transactions are the consensus service. Yada yada yada. I've talked to yours about it before, uh, but that average for January that includes that dead time. So that's already impressive enough. And the charts there, it's clear. But something that was really funny about this and kind of ties into what we talk about is um, they added to the tweet below. They said note. This is not theoretical or peak TPS. These numbers are an average real TPS number as of January. And they're speaking about Hedera, Avalanche, Solana, Algorand, everything like that. Um, they do have two asterisks on Hedera that says includes HCS transactions. I think that in general, what that tells me is these different outlets, influencers, news organizations, analysts are starting to get a more nuanced understanding of the network, what HCS is, um, which I think is critical. But the comments here show the exact opposite. Um, and so you got people in these comments that are, it's the same old type of stuff like, Hedera, are those real? Are those consensus stuff? Um so, you know, I think that it, there's a little bit of that, but I will say a lot less of that. There is a lot less of that confusion, uh, but there still is. Also, too, um, just wrapping up this kind of segment on the retail side of stuff is uh, TradingView. Obviously, TradingView is a huge brand in traditional finance, Web3, crypto. Uh, if you see a chart... Um, 
anywhere. It's a trading view chart, most likely. And when you see a headline like this from a brand like trading view from, you know, a publisher like news, Bitcoin, Hedera H bar stores 50% to mark new 20 month high fuels, bullish target prices. Like these are the headlines I love to see, right? These are the headlines I love to see published February 19th. Um, the article who cares about the article, right? Who reads an article, right? Who reads an article? Um, they bring out, you know, Melendez as the new, uh, the new governing council member, all that kind of stuff. But this is what matters guys, right? Retail future investors, all these people that we want to really come into the network and get amped about it. Like they're not reading articles necessarily. It's these juicy headlines from major brands that get people stoked about stuff. We got one of these here. We've seen a couple of those coming in, you know, I'm amped about it. I love to see it. Um, I have noticed too, there are like a bunch of X accounts and, and, um, and uh, news outlets and stuff that are writing about Hedera and sharing stuff about it, which is great. Um, And Hedera will like retweet those posts. I don't know if people have seen these news sites yet, but like they've got like millions of followers on Twitter, but like all their posts have like 20 likes or something. It's just junk. So I don't know if Hedera or the foundation or whoever is like paying, you know, these news outlets or whatever, but it, that, that I don't like to see that stuff. It definitely like, um, cheapens the headline. I feel, especially like, uh, when, when you have the crypto space that's so heavily saturated by that kind of junk, the spam, um, it's just weird. Sometimes I see Hedera or whomever tweeting out or retweeting a post by like an account with like, 3 million followers and the post will get like a maximum of like 20 likes or something. And it's just like a copy and pasted press release and it's just low effort or whatever. It's like, I don't get it, but worth highlighting. Um, I want to share some bad news with people. Um, And uh, before I do that, let's take a quick, uh, let's take a quick water break. Everyone grab a drink of water, grab a bevy, hydrate, stay healthy. I'm going to do that right now. And then we'll get into some, uh, some bad news. Zeus Market, Zeus Market. Um, I remember Zeus Market coming online, and uh, I think that it was one of those use cases um, that kind of got us to where we are—a first NFT marketplace. Ah, simpler times, simpler times. Well. We have a, a couple posts in the community that that uh, I wanted to just highlight in a bit more context. I should have asked Patches about this when he was on. Damn, I wonder if his meeting's over and he'll come back. Who knows? But uh, Guac, a community member, um, H Barbarian Legend uh, at H Bar tweets out, "Wow, so it seems like my friend got drained of his H Bar when he connected to Zeus Market last night." He didn't keep up with recent events and wanted to delist things off Zeus. If this is true, um, what's going on? This was posted yesterday and so kind of alarmed me. And really, you know, when you think about it, it's like, you know, Zeus market was a very prominent marketplace and no, they're not. And so what happens with all the stuff on Zeus market? Um, I will quickly go to the Zeus dot market website Let's see what's happening. Uh, it looks, um, 
looks broken. Um, so yeah, like honestly, this is like legitimately bums me out, but it is what it is. And what's worth saying too is, um, you know, I speak with uh, Patricia at Centex, uh, co-founder of Centex, and Centex has done a fantastic job um, with the efforts for their NFT marketplace. Um, they just launched a bunch of new features. We've talked about their new features they launched on the show recently. I'm actually, you know, I, I should have Patricia on the show, um, but. And there are a few other NFT marketplaces too. And I know also Hashpack and, and a few other wallets and stuff. I know Kabila. It's like they have these aggregators and stuff. I think also to Atlantis app um, or Atlantis or whatever it is um, also has an aggregator. So there's so many cool things happening. Um, so it's not like a huge loss for this ecosystem, um, which I'm thankful for. It's not like we lost our marketplace. We have plenty of other marketplaces, which, which is great to have. Um, but it's just strange to see this happening and it freaks people out. You know, when you hear about, oh, the wallet got drained and I connected to Zeus and what's happening, it, it freaks people out. And so people listening to this that might be also kind of freaked out a little bit like, oh, I've got NFTs on Zeus and I've got my wallet connected to Zeus and is someone going to steal my H bar? Um, and short answer is no. Um, and, I think that there's some clarification uh, patch again, patch has provided this clarification and, and I wanted to just provide it to the community too, that um, for future reference um, on Hedera, if you connect your wallet to um, a DAP like Zeus, <clears throat> uh, it's not like you're under kind of any threat being connected to that DAP. <clears throat> And again, there are potentially exceptions. For example, like if you sign a, a transaction with a certain smart contract or something like that, that, um, I don't know, maybe it executes something or whatever, but um, edge cases aside, like connecting to a DAP or having connected to Zeus in the past or whatever, um, you're not really going to be at a, at, a, at a big risk. It's signing transactions that is the risk. That's when the bad stuff can happen is if you see a transaction pop up in your wallet and you approve it, um, if it's malicious, it'll execute and do something. So it's not like bad things can ha easily happen to the stuff in your wallet um, just by itself. That's one thing that people can kind of take a bit of a breather. That's not necessarily going to happen. Um, most likely what happens is you sign a transaction and that's when the bad stuff happens. So the, the key takeaway here with this situation is um, always be very mindful and very careful when you're signing a transaction. When that pop-up opens in your wallet and you go to approve or deny it, um, just be very mindful. Don't rush. Take it easy. Um, and uh, don't panic too much. The other aspect to it as well is... Um, the other kind of attack vector for this is token allowances. So for example, if you allow an account on Hedera and let's say it's an account for a marketplace or just somebody's account and you do a token allowance, what that effectively means is you give that um, contract or that person or that DAB um, access to manipulate a particular asset in your wallet that could be an nft that could be a grouping of tokens whatever it might be um, so in wallets on hedera 
for example, in Hashpack, you can go in and view your token allowances. Um, you know, what, which accounts out there on the network have you given an allowance to and what have you given them an allowance for? Um, and then you can, you know, essentially, you know, uh, see, you know, who you've given permission for. And that's, I think, where the risk is. So doing that in the wallet is probably the best approach to this. But Patches says, um, you know, again, responding to someone that says, like, do not connect to Zeus Market and like all those different types of things. If you connect, Zeus will, you know, take your H bar and stuff. Um, this is really, I think Patches crystallizes this point. He says, quote, uh, this post isn't true. You need to connect and execute a transaction that's malicious. The point trying to be made here is that Wallet Connect is secure and doesn't give any signatures to adapt unless you sign a transaction with the wallet. Connecting to Zeus can't drain your wallet. Approving HBAR allowance transaction can allow adapt to drain your wallet. So that's the key takeaway here. So uh, be mindful, be safe. Um, you know, rest in peace to Zeus. Um, it was a good run. Uh, very sad. Uh, but it is what it is. We move on. Stay safe. Stay educated. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've 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 had this happen in the past. People remember exact all that kind of stuff. You know, we march on. We march. We march on. Um, another. Let's just get the bummer segment of the show out of the way. Another bummer update was um, LG Art Lab. Um, LG Art Lab was very cool because. Um, or sorry, not was, is very cool uh, because LG, obviously a governing council member and the art lab, you know, they, they had some really great projects and collaborations. You know, they, they did um, the Barry Ball uh, art exhibit with their OLED TVs and tokenized some, some very high-end artwork. Um, and also, uh, you know, did some, did some really, really interesting stuff. I just got a, one second, I just got a, uh, response from Christian Hasker. Hold on. Uh, oh, he's, uh, here, let's see if we can get Christian Hasker on the show real quick. Uh, live now hop on. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe we get Christian Hasker to stop by the show. He's been talking about a bunch of stuff recently, but, uh, yeah, I think that the thing is, you know, LG Art Lab done a bunch of cool stuff. Governing council member LG Art Lab was really kind of like a, uh, you know, a very exciting thing to happen. LG made a wallet. Um, so LG puts out an update <clears throat> uh, to the Hedera community on X saying LG Art Lab update. Um, basically, what this just says is they're, you know, uh, We've been tirelessly working on major updates <clears throat> to our LG Art Lab platform. We can't wait to share it with you. Uh, we've been watching trends and blah, 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 blah. So what's next? Uh, they're going to continue to develop their platform. Uh, they'll be putting their X account and Discord server on a temporary pause. Um, and they emphasize temporary. Um, when will they resume oper full operation? Uh, quarter two or quarter th three, 2024. Their updates require a lot of heavy lifting. Um, and they've disabled comments on the tweet. So, and it only has 34 likes or whatever. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, guys, I think that there might be like a NFT resurgence or a, something happening. Now would be a good time to come alive. Seems like things are going to be popping off soon. So 
poor timing to kind of spin things down, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Um, they're not out of the game. They're building. I just think it's kind of like a, a bit of a weird kind of update, but shout out. They're building. They're rocking and rolling. I dig it. Um, I want to, so we got a bunch of news stories to talk about. Maybe Christian Haskell will stop by the show. I don't know. Um, maybe he's in meetings and stuff. Who knows? But uh, got some more uh, news items to chat about. Very exciting stuff. Mondelez, um, uh, we got it. We're going to talk about Dovu. We're going to talk about Neuron. We're going to talk about uh, some Elon breadcrumbs. Uh, Lehman talked about AI recently, which was very, very exciting. And I want to just, again, give another thank you to supporters of the show. Um, couldn't do the show without you guys. Uh, literally people will send HBAR to an account. Um, and I use that HBAR to, uh, purchase stuff for the show, um, improve the show, uh, develop, um, all the different kind of formats for it and everything. So it's, it's, it's huge. I couldn't do the show without the community. Um, and you know, if you want to support, in the po- in the thread pin to the top of the spaces here and in the show notes and in the YouTube description, if you're listening or watching on YouTube and then Apple podcasts and Spotify and all that kind of stuff, uh, the H bar address is there fire over some H bar support the show. Um, I it's, you know, it's, it's a really great way for me to understand, um, you know, what people want from the show and getting things done. And, a, and also to a shout out, um, people posting stuff on, on, on Twitter or sorry, X, um, this was great. Um, Coin Man, the H Barbarian, shared a video um, from last episode. He said, "Cooking green Thai curry while listening to the Hashgraph Enthusiast Show." So I dig it. Um, you know, New Dot Hangry says, uh, "Few things are better than coming home after work, putting on the Hashgraph Enthusiast Show, and cooking." So I think there's a bit of a trend. Like maybe we start a bit of a cooking club or a cooking segment, <laughs> right? I think that like we found some kind of niche which I dig. So I want to play a clip shifting gears here a little bit. Um, this was a really, really cool clip. Um, and again, uh, I mean, definitely watch the video version of the show on YouTube after it's posted, but this is actually really great to listen to as well. If you are fascinated at all about the guardian platform on Hedera, um, what the H bar foundation is doing around that, um, Wes Geisenberg, who is the head of the, um, sustainability impact fund at the HBAR foundation has really kind of been driving the guardian initiative um, at Davos uh, West Geisenberg hosted a panel talking about the guardian. And there's a clip that I think really uh, hits on a few key points. And I think really distills some stuff for people. It's always amazing to um, really get this kind of information from the source you know, the source on The Guardian for a lot of folks is Wes Geisenberg. And so this clip, uh, we'll just, we'll, we'll listen to it real quick. Um, but, or sorry, for the folks on YouTube, watch it. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is really, really, really cool. So uh, let's check this out for a second here. With Hedera, we've taken an infrastructure first approach. And, and what does that really mean? We've built tools that accelerate the access to the market. So, you know, one of the big tools that we've been working on since the beginning of the VEM um, was, is a product uh, called The Guardian. It's an open source code base, um, so you, folks like Hyphen can take it and run it. Um, folks like Alcott who are in the room can take it 
and run it and use it to map out the methodologies. Now, there's hundreds of methodologies in the carbon markets, many created by the CDM. The first thing we need to do is digitize them, digitize them in the current format and make them comparable in how we want to improve them. And so the Guardian, as a piece of infrastructure, can enable the faster acceleration of digitizing those methodologies, oftentimes in under two weeks. For something that, for some folks, has taken half a million plus dollars in years. You know, there's been pretty well-known groups that have taken three, four, or five years to digitize just one methodology, and we've cut it down to that two-week or less time frame. Now, many applications use the Guardian, even some of the voluntary market registries. We've had new registries launched using the Guardian as the back end of their system because it technically defines the behaviors, the characteristics of the assets which they believe need to be tokenized where we're linking the rules and the data to the asset that is ultimately traded or registered and accounted for. And oftentimes companies are a little more comfortable with this concept because they have access to the information from the origination of the project. Now when we invest in infrastructure, we also oftentimes invest on top of that for our grantees to be able to adopt and scale, get past some of the market barriers to entry, and oftentimes those applications have many customers, 10, 20, 30, 100 customers. And some of those applications have really scaled. So we have folks like Avery Dennison, Fortune 500 company, who's talked a bit about the Guardian publicly and what they're doing in carbon emissions tokens and enabling carbon reduction tokens, purchase of what we oftentimes call offsets through those marketplaces to put a price of carbon in their supply chain views. And what they've been able to do is uh, run through billions and billions of supply chain assets with digital birth certificates, right? identities on their products, oftentimes QR codes, NFC, RFID. They're the world's leader in what they call digital triggers. And of course, enabling carbon emissions accounting on top of that, enabling reduction um, of carbon in their value chain across multiple value chain providers is a really important thing as one of the digital label leaders across the world. On the flip side of the market, those carbon market project developers oftentimes need to show more and more the ability to see past the value chain of, hey, this is a credit and the credit often is only visible to the PDFs that the verifiers submit to the registries. Those carbon market project developers giving them a bit of agency to work with their value chains, allow communities to digitally represent their data in that is another way we've scaled. Yeah, so that was that was like some really cool stuff. Um, it's always interesting to hear about much more technical kind of uh, climate projects like the Guardian, like right from Wes Geisenberg himself. And so that was a really cool clip to see. I hope we get more content from... Uh, from Davos, but we do have Christian Hasker, the man, the myth, uh, the legend, Hedera, uh, well, I guess it's Swirls Labs technically, but Christian, how you how you doing? It's been a while since uh, I've had you on the show. Hey, Brandon, how's it going? I have a stinking cold, unfortunately. Oh, no. But uh, yeah, happy to be here. Thank you for hop, uh, for pinging me that I could hop on. Yeah, that, that was, that was, that was great. Um, you were like, Hey, I'm, a, you know, having me on the show. And I was like, uh, right as I was doing the show, I was like, Oh, we're live right now. Might as well, might as well stop by. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, what I actually had patches on the show just a, a little, a little minute ago, but I definitely think that, you know, there's been this huge conversation happening in the ecosystem at a new level. Um, I think that, the, you know, the retail community and Hedera and stuff are feeling very kind of like empowered. There's a lot of conversations happening. Um, but yeah, I think there's like a lot of noise. I think there's a lot of FUD out there. And I think that there's a lot of information gaps, communication gaps, different types of stuff. The way I kind of see it is like, you know, even though Hedera has incredible technology and incredible governance, 
it, you know, it doesn't protect us from the trials and tribulations of that journey to, you know, a top five crypto network. And I think we're kind of experiencing that, but I was, I was really curious. You, 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 uh, did a post to X, um, today, obviously, you know, anyone dipping their toes in this subject gets, you know, mixed, uh, responses on no matter what, what angle you're coming at it from. But, um, I was kind of curious, like maybe hearing you expand a little bit more on this conversation in the community. Um, cause I think it's really valuable from your standpoint of someone who, you know, interfaces with the council, um, really has a, a more kind of comprehensive perspective um, from that end of things. I was just kind of curious maybe to expand on on your post, especially since kind of um, continuing that conversation with the community um, in the comments there. Yes. So, um, I, and by the way, I was very aware that as I made that post, I would probably hear back a lot of good <laughs> and a lot of bad. So I went in eyes wide open. I don't do it very often like that um, because I do understand I, I have a little bit of a privileged position in the community, right. you know, having worked with Hedera and Swartz Labs. So I do get it. I'm very empathetic to both sides, the positive and the negative. You know, I um, share some of the frustrations of the community as well. So, you know, you always have a sort of safe space with me and I'm always receptive. Um, what I was trying to convey is that we have a really cool moment in time for the Hedera ecosystem um, that's happening right now you know, Saucer Swap and a lot of the projects like Dovu and Bank Social and um, uh, the Hashpack ecosystem. Like, there's so much good stuff going on. By the way, I know I'm missing a bunch of projects, so if I didn't mention I it, do the I, same thing. As, <laughs> as I'm rattling them off, I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. But we yeah, get you. We get you. Sweet. I mean, there's there's just so many right now, yeah. right? Uh, Earthlings land. All, all, all it's all goodness. There's so much goodness happening. Um, I am asked all the time, what can the community do to help market Hedera uh, more and better? And you know, what what can we do? So, because we have this unique moment in time and. Uh, total value locked on the network is rising at a good rate that gets, you know, uh, other uh, community members from other communities um, looking at us and hopefully dipping their toe in the water. I think it's incumbent upon all of us about what, uh, what do we want to portray to the market overall as a community? And it's something we can all sort of control as well, directly. Um, and I just think if you're brand new, you, you've never heard of Hedera before, and you see all the TVL skyrocketing on SourcerSwap, and you enter the community, and you're faced with um, infighting and bickering, like, is that a welcoming place? And I think right. one of the really cool things about the Hedera community over the years is it has been 
a very welcoming, safe space to newcomers and a really well-educated uh, community as well that will take uh, you know, so much time and effort to educate newcomers. That's much more of the community ethos and spirit that I think would be more productive to focus on. And then forums like this where folks can come and really discuss um, you know, their concerns, their desires for the network, you know, how the council can be, you know, more responsive, more transparent. Um, you know, I, th I think there, we've got to think about what's the right medium for the right sort of conversations to happen. And I think airing dirty laundry on X for the whole world to see is, could be counterproductive when we all should share the same goal of wanting to make Hedera successful. I, I think that I agree with you a hundred percent. I think that I have a little bit of a different perspective, which, you know, I agree that, you know, it's not a great situation to have that kind of, you know, bickering and, and noise. Um, you know, it's like, you've got a party, you're inviting people over, they come over and it's like, you know, people are bickering and stuff. It's, it's not a, it's not a great thing, but it's, it, you start to think about, okay, well, what is the solution? Um, and I think that that's kind of where my opinion might differ from yours is, you know, this, the solution of, you know, as you're saying, kind of see what we can do to channel it elsewhere or not do it so publicly. Um, for me, you know, I kind of, I have to, you know, disagree with that, that I think that some of those topics, and again, I think that I, when we look at the large, like what's happening, I agree with you. Like the, I'm talking more specifically substantial informed, you know, criticisms or, or, um, ideas or, or whatever. I'm speaking more to that. I could do without the noise and FUD and stuff like that. But I think that some of those types of conversations, I think, you know, I, I do think, a you know, a public forum, um, is appropriate for those things. And I, you know, I think that timing is an unfortunate aspect to this, but for me, I think it's one of those situations where it, it kind of just has to be dealt with head on. And I do have to say one thing that I, that I've really appreciated that I don't think people really take into account is a lot of the frustrations that people speak to. Um, I think like, you know, Hedera, does understand those things and albeit, you know, things can sometimes move slowly, but like the appointment of Charles as president, um, one th interaction he did really stuck out to me, which was, um, he was responding to somebody in the community, like, um, highlighting some of those criticisms. And he's, you know, his post was like, I think this is one of the reasons I was brought aboard. And that was kind of the day that he posted that Google form to give feedback and all those different types of things. And also seeing yourself dive into the conversation and have those back and forths, like, I think that that in itself is kind of like the solu the the ongoing solution to it, trying to in real time fill those information gaps and break down those barriers of communication. It's like that's just kind of how I see it as like the solution is almost kind of unfolding um, right now. I was I was really happy to to kind of see your post on X because maybe I see things a bit differently, but like I view that as almost a solution um, within itself. Yeah, no, I think what Charles is doing and soliciting feedback is fantastic. Yeah. I think um, 
you know, Hedera, because of its unique governance model, um, it comes with uh, so much good and professionalism, mm -hmm. but it also has its downsides in that as community members, we cannot participate directly in governance. Yes. Right. It's, it's always through um, influence and sort of raising our voices and coming together that way. I just know that the council is also um, limited in what it can do and respond to. And this sort of public uh, airing of different things won't lead to any better outcome than using Charles's form, funneling feedback to him directly, you know, which has always been the case with Manson Lehman, right? Everyone and people, I think, have really appreciated this over, over the years, almost have a direct line to, to Manson Lehman, right? They make themselves very accessible, always take the time to, to meet with folks. But it's usually done in a bit more of a private controlled setting. And um, what I would love to see from the community is a lot of offline huddling and then real solutions-oriented approach. Because when a solution gets proposed, then someone can react to the proposed solution. And many times the answer will be no, as Hedera, we're not able to do that. You know, maybe there will be a reason given, or maybe there won't be a reason given. So, um, I don't know, for me, that's just more effective. And then when it comes to uh, talking about grants publicly over Twitter and, you know, sort of forcing the HBAR Foundation to respond like one-on-one, -on -one, that's always going to be hard, right? When you make an investment of essentially free money into a project, some projects are going to get funding, some aren't going to get funding, some will get more, some will get less, some will hit their milestones, some won't. There's so much that goes into it. Um, you know, and I do think the HBAR Foundation wants to become more transparent and educate a lot more around like investment theses and things like yeah. that. But um, again, I think as a community, we can help the HBAR Foundation by proposing some very pragmatic solutions that just move us forward over time um, rather than just focusing on, you know, you know this. Oh, I think we lost you there for a second. Uh, I, yeah, no I worries. No I was on the edge comment. of my seat. Continue. Um, you know, that that can be much more uh, productive for them as well, right? And, and a solutions-oriented approach um, is, is just a much more positive way of trying to tackle the issue. And I get it. People are frustrated about different things and probably don't have all of the facts and they're frustrated because they don't have all of the facts. And, you know, it's easy in a moment of frustration to, you know, go public. Um, so I do understand all that, but I'd love to see us become more solutions oriented. 
because that is where the community these calls coming in sorry is that the swirls team calling like get off the show i don't, <laughs> I don't think so stop talking you never know you never know though um but that, that's where we can become very effective as a, as a community i think and i over the years i've been very appreciative of a lot of positive ideas that have come from the community some of which we've been able to action and others you know for whatever reason we we can't yeah. And, and I think that co- it comes back to me. Um, cause I, I agree with you that like, you know, it's always best to focus on solutions, but you're right. I think, and I think that to the community's, um, credit, I think that a lot of solutions have been proposed, but like you said, I think that, um, more times than not, you know, it, 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 it you know, maybe there's a lack of that feedback from the governing council side or whatever, or, um, you kind of, you know, can feel like you're screaming into a void a little bit, um, or, you know, it's just kind of no or something like that. So I, un- I, I get that. And I think that, you know, when we look at retail and kind of the pain points is I think that a lot of people do, f- do feel in retail, like there is a wave coming. It is very exciting, but I do think there is, you know, when we look at, um, what people are going to be looking for when they arrive on Hedera and, and, you know, you think about, um, you know, retail oracles or, um, lending for, for DEXs or, or uh, you know, maybe unifying wrapped HBAR or more liquidity for USDC or all these different types of things. And then all of the potential solutions presented and stuff like that. I think that um, that cycle plays out quite often and then people, it, it, it ends kind of in too many dead ends and I think it, it just ends up um, coming out into the public. Um, and so I think that it's, for me, it does feel like a bit of a pressure release and it does feel like, you know, the governing council and Hedera and Swirls and, you know, folks like yourself, you know, absorbing a lot of that criticism and stuff. I do think that if that pressure can get released, I think that things will simmer down a little bit. And I think that, again, Charles Google Form being able to give people a medium to give that feedback to. I think these these types of things are so important. Um, but I think that's the one thing I, I disagree with you on is is a, the pathway forward kind of um, toning down the conversation. Because I, I think that when we talk about work groups or private conversations, working on solutions, like those things are also already happening. Like I chair operations for the NFT working group, the HCS working group, the DeFi Alliance, all those types of things. And I think that, again, a lot of those conversations and there are... Um, you know, maybe raising flags on things or, or really needing support on stuff. And I, I, I think that for me, it just keeps coming back to information gaps and communication gaps and just understanding like those are just inherent problems that need to be solved um, that every network has kind of tried to solve um, going into, you know, again, riding that list up on coin market cap. And then another important thing you highlight is that Gandera is unique. And it's government governance structure and technology. So the problems also just kind of have to be handled differently. We are kind of in uncharted territory um, in some aspects. Um, but what I like, what I would, what I would say is, um, you know, when we talk about the community giving feedback um, and, and all those different types of things, like, you know, maybe speaking at it from a, from a different perspective, Christian, like, um, from your side, 
are there any specific criticisms of Hedera or the governing council that the that the retail ecosystem shares that you feel um, are are valid? Um. Yes, uh, for sure. I mean, there are, um, you know, valid concerns about uh, community nodes having been on the roadmap for a while now and have not been delivered. I think community nodes will... Um, because it's another way to get involved, right, with with the network itself. Um, and I think that will uh, lead to a lot of positivity. Um, and I don't think we've done a good job, you know, really explaining, um, you know, what's going on with community nodes. I think that's, that's an area. I think um, the governing council does a really good job at, communicating what um, decisions have been made, but we don't do a good job of explaining how those decisions got made, right? So when you're a community member and you see a decision come down, um, then the immediate thought is, well, you know, why did, you know, why did that get made? Like, how did that process happen? And I think that is an area that the council totally understands and um, does want to move in a more transparent direction. But then the flip side of that is you have these very big brands involved and it's a process, right? That, yeah. that you get them comfortable with, you know, the first step and then you have to get them comfortable making those additional steps and forging that consensus. Um, and then sort of a personal goal of mine, and we've seen some improvement here, is really getting um, council members in, more involved with the community itself. Because just like you said, you know, having Charles come in and he's listening to the community, just that step is really positive. So if you have other council members getting involved, then that's great. You know, you've, we've got Rob back at um, uh, Australian Payments Plus now. You know, Rob is very much a community member yeah. and he's a council member. So he's able to act as a bit of a bridge. If we had, you know, more, and there are, there are others, um, you know, Duncan Moore now from Aberdeen yep. is a board member. You know, he's very plugged into what the community is doing, even though he's not on Twitter, he's still very plugged into the community. And um, uh, we've got Shuchi from ServiceNow, um, obviously Paolo at UCL. So there are these folks that are, becoming a lot more community focused and engaged and again i think that's a process over time and as we have new council members come on board um, integrating them into the broader community again it's been a personal goal of mine i've probably failed more than <laughs> i've succeeded but i view it as a I, I definitely view it as a journey um and then 
really providing, which I do think is coming through Charles, really providing that conduit for the community to have a voice back into the council. I do see some improvements there, which again was why I was just a little disappointed to see the sort of public bickering, because I do think, you know, Charles is making some real strides there and we should probably give him some opportunity and space to, to see what he can do. Oh yeah. And I don't, I don't think that, you know, the, the criticism and stuff is angled to towards Charles and stuff like that. I think that, you know, again, what, you know, what you talk about is just to me, again, it feels like, you know, information, communication gaps. And I think a great example of something that, you know, people keep harping on, but it is, you know, it is a bit of an elephant. The room is like, you know, we, you know, the, the most recent governing council meeting minutes are October. And I just know that stuff takes time, but I do think as well, you know, when we talk about, you know, the like retailer, the community or builders or other applications on the, on the Hedera, you know, network that maybe aren't part of the governing council, don't understand that information or, or, or don't have access to it. You're correct. It's, it, you know, sometimes when you get those updates, you don't quite know the thinking process behind them. And, and um, that can sometimes be helpful knowing that. But I do think that, you know, it is hard to, you know, read a freshly uh, published governing council meeting minutes that's, you know, 90 days old or whatever. And you kind of go, oh my God, you know, this happened or, oh, this vote happened. Or so I think that you're, I think you hit the nail on the head in that respect. That I do think a lot of times people feel out of the loop um, and even prominent builders on the network can feel um, out of the loop. Um, and so maybe just, you know, I was curious, maybe your thoughts on that. Like, it, you know, again, the whole governing council meeting minutes thing, I think it's a point of focus for the community because it is really that one keyhole we can peek into to kind of see what's what's happening at that level um and just not having that i think is again causing people you know the anxiety and different stuff like that um is that is that like a process that's still kind of evolving for the governing council is it gonna you know uh start improving or is it something that's being rethought or i was just kind of curious of your thought on that you know topic in particular. so it is um, by the way i'm late for another call so i'll, t I'll tackle this question and then i'll, I'll have to drop but no worries no worries um <clears throat> generally the agreed upon process is there is a council meeting and at that council meeting they that one of the first orders of business is that they review and approve or they have reviewed offline already sorry they approve the minutes from the previous council meeting. So you have a 30-day um, sort of delay yeah. on that. Um, in uh, November, there was the in-person council meeting in Singapore, and those are the minutes that have still not yet been released. Um, they did not get approved at the December uh, meetings. There were two meetings in December and the focus of those meetings was very specific. So the minutes did not get approved then. There wasn't one in January. And then the February um, meeting, I, I was out last week, but I do believe that they were approved. And so they will be published you know, in the coming couple of weeks, whenever we get them 
you know, from Hedera to post on their behalf is when we'll do so. And um, I do think it, this one was just anomalous um, and shouldn't become the sort of new way forward. I do think we will get back to that cadence of a a 30-day-ish delay versus this very long delay. But yeah. again, I totally understand the frustration. I also understand that it leads to, you know, I wonder what happened and, you know, why don't we get to yeah. see them? And then actually when you read the minutes, you're like, oh, that, you know, yeah, that, yeah. You know, that was it. Like, so, um, again, I do think we could do a much better job of explaining that as we go i do try to answer those questions on uh twitter but um there isn't like an official statement that comes out that's something you know maybe i can take back and and see what we can do there i think that'd be huge and just before you go i just want to float an idea to you i think there's two pathways forward here i think for me the unappealing pathways is kind of like trying to wind down public discussion. And I think there's an opportunity here. There's, there's for somebody entering the Hedera ecosystem as someone from another chain, as you said, and kind of seeing what's going on. I think something that would be so incredibly appealing would be uh, really doubling down on what Charles is doing and really embracing these discussions and doing what you're doing here and saying, here, here are some criticisms we're hearing of the network and, and some solutions for things that we want to go about it, summarize those things and, and reflect what the community is saying back at them. I know that it's probably a long shot to have the Hedera account post those things, but I just think that putting myself in the shoes as someone in another network venturing into the Hedera network and seeing those types of tough conversations happening openly as a builder, like I think that's a problem that a lot of other networks have as well. And seeing Hedera really tackle it head on, doing things like you coming on the show in a moment's notice, you know, what Charles is doing and, and really doubling down on that versus trying to quiet it down, I just think would be such an appealing, refreshing environment um, for people. That's just kind of, that's just kind of my opinion. And I just think leaning into that more, it would just be great. And I think that, you know, a lot of that flood and noise and stuff will die down people will get it out of their system yeah no i think that's a, a great idea and um again i do think with charles on board now um i can't say for sure that the hedera account can do <laughs> that but we can at least have that conversation again right as a as um a community and and see um yeah, that's my that's my main ask as a community member is if 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 uh, the governing council and Hedera could put uh, more focus on making it clear that they hear what's being said, like we've heard this, 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 and this. I think for a lot of people, it would make them go, "Oh, okay, we're not screaming into a void. They clearly understand what we're talking about." I I think that would be a big step forward. I think that's what Charles is touching on. I think that's what you're touching on right here, literally listing those things. It it gets those those things get me excited to see that it makes me want to get involved more in an ecosystem that is is treating things that way so but i awesome. really appreciate you stopping by man as as always yeah thank you thank you everybody for listening to my bunged up uh, <laughs> voice here but uh, have a great rest of the day everybody yeah you take care christian um awesome stuff guys it's it's always great to have uh people from hedera and stuff stop by the show i do have to say one thing i mean Bickering aside, fight aside, criticisms aside, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, 
I'm in, I'm working in an ecosystem. I, I have a show, you know, one of the main shows in the ecosystem and I criticize Hedera and the foundation and the association and all the in swirls or whatever. I, I, you know, I leverage those criticisms and I think, you know, in well-informed and fair ways. Um, and I, I have to say, it's just great to see, um, people at the top of this ecosystem, uh, you know, they are open to that. There's nothing wrong with that. There it's, I think that's incredibly healthy. And I just think now we're discovering like, what do we do with this energy? Like, how do we, um, you know, like we're learning, but also like clearly, you know, uh, Christian Hasker's learning too. Charles is learning too. The governing council is learning too. This is, uh, in a lot of ways, um, uh, you know, doing established things and following a plan and doing things that other network did networks did that bring success. But again, because of the nature of the unique governance of Hedera, the advanced technology, blah, blah, blah. It's like we are in uncharted waters in some ways. But um, I think that, you know, it's healthy to disagree with people. I think that with Christian, it's like, you know, I definitely disagree with a few things. Um, but when we look at the situation and what's happening, I definitely agree with him. Um, and I think that the way forward, in my opinion, is and what, I, you know, for in my own career being in, you know, communications and stuff is a lot of times what people need is they need to know you're, you're listening, right? When you're having a conversation with somebody, there's all sorts of tricks you can use. You know, you can repeat the last three words that someone said. Uh, you can summarize to them what they've told you. It, it puts people at ease. It, it creates a, a much more um, conducive environment to solutions. So I do think that, you know, like Christian said, it might be a long shot for the Hedera account to do this, but I do think it would be a powerful thing for the Hedera account to tweet out, hey, these are some key, fair, well-informed criticisms of our network from our, you know, well-informed, powerful uh, community, both uh, startups, retail, enterprise, um, and we hear you, and uh, we want to make it very clear that we hear you and understand you and that we also are focused on these things. And so I think that those are the types of things that are missing. Um, I think, I think that's where the governing council is falling short. Um, but I mean, it's easy to, to, you know, lob those criticisms. Everyone's strapped for resources. It is what it is. I think what it boils down to for me is keep it going, keep the energy up. There's going to be a lot of noise and garbage and stuff out there, whatever that's unfortunate, but, um, it's crypto baby. We're in web three, uh, strap in. Uh, but huge shout out to Christian Hasker. Um, you know, great guy, true H barbarian through and through, um, and, you know, doing the best he can. Um, I wanted to, um, let me see here. Well, we talked about this. We talked about that a few other, I don't want to keep folks on the show too long. I had a few unexpected guests on the show today, which is always exciting. Uh, but I wanted to give a few more updates before we wind things down a little bit in time for people. Um, recently on the gossip about gossip podcast with Zenobia at Swirls, um, new governing council member Melendez, um, you know, really interesting video got posted. Um, the global CEO leader, digital strategy, blockchain, um, Zhang at Melendez, uh, basically did an interview and hit on a few key points of what they're doing from a use case perspective. Cause I think that that was something we didn't really have time to, uh, take a closer look at, um, on the show last week. 
And so there's just a couple points uh, that were very fascinating to me um, that, uh, again, he shared from their perspective. And what it really crystallized down to for me that made it very interesting, and again, Melinda's new governing council member, creators of Oreo, Toblerone, Ritz, Werther's, like all those big food brands, giant supply chain use case, um, you know, close to $100 billion company, um, global, like we're talking uh, a, a rock star governing council member. Uh, in terms of their use case, they're digitizing direct-to-consumer coupon programs that they do via mail right now. So customer engagement, customer loyalty, obviously a big focus of the Hedera ecosystem when it comes to enterprise use cases and real-world use cases. Um, so right now, right, Belendez will you know mail out stuff to people or whatever it might be. There's a ton of fraud when it comes to that, as we've talked about with coupons in the past. And... There's a ton of barriers, right? It's not very easy for them to directly interface with their customers to um, provide additional value to people who bought a you know, chocolate bar at a store and told their friends that they love that chocolate bar so their friend buys it. And you know, th- There's so many different avenues and ways that they could uh, reward and engage with customers beyond you know, sending you know, mail. Um, and so they said something really interesting. Right now, they're working with SKUX that, we, again, we talk about quite a bit. Um, and this kind of ties into the, you know, AI8112 coupon standard. But they're working with SKUX on digital coupons. And this was the key point for me and just so incredible to hear. They want to reduce a five to seven day business process that has a high risk of fraud to a 20 second business process that has a 0% chance of fraud. And think about that at a high level. Think about the value to an enterprise and think about a company that develops a bundle of services that can provide a value to a business that transforms, again, a five to seven day business process to a 20 second business process, right? That company is Hedera and those services are HCS, HTS, and the consensus and, and their consensus algorithm. So it's just so crazy to kind of see that playing out and kind of just remind myself like how crazy that is. Um, Hedera is providing that incredible level of value to a global um, $100 billion supply chain food company, right? It's wild. And I can't wait to see kind of what happens with their use case when they go online. They, uh, he also is mentioning that they're going to be exploring cross-border payments, uh, which is, you know, ties right into Stablecoin Studio, all that kind of stuff we're talking about. Um, and they, you know, Melinda's like genuinely seems excited to be a governing council member and um, enthused about the technology. Um, that's one th- additional thing that I got from it. We talk about um, the stringent processes for governing council members Um how conservative the governing council and, and the membership committee is when bringing on new governing council members, uh, the criteria is increased. So clearly we're bringing in some high quality, quality governing council members. I think Melendez is one of those. It's a vibe. Also a vibe. Dovu, the carbon offset darlings of the Hedera ecosystem. I've had Matt Smith, the CTO on the show many times. We talked about a bunch of stuff. One of the things we've talked about is their um, project in India where India is looking to retire 20 million vehicles. Um, And so what that means is retiring your vehicle in India 
receiving a tokenized carbon credit, being able to buy and sell those carbon credits, but ultimately, if you have one, being able to retire it to get a discount on a new electric vehicle. Um, so, right, so this is the Indian government. This is a very large-scale use case. And Dovu announces on Monday, opportunities keep increasing for our project. We will be setting up Dovu India subsidiary very soon and look forward to working closely with our local partners. Um, so this is huge. This is a re- This is a Hedera startup transitioning from a regular startup to a multinational startup. Huge. That's crazy. I think that that is um, absolutely fantastic to see. Um, also, too, just before we move on, like that's that's the news with Dovu. I'm stoked about it. Dovu is doing so much great stuff in Dovu or in uh, Hedera. Um, I did want to highlight one comment um uh, left uh, that uh, King Crypto one three three seven listening to the show right now left just now that I that I think I agree with which is uh, regarding the HBAR Foundation and transparency um, I proposed solutions however never had a response I think uh, the Twitter algorithm is not my best friend I would suggest opening a direct route on topics people are frustrated about with the invitation sent. Uh, to send in a solution. So I think that, again, that's kind of tying into what, you know, Charles, the new president of Hedera is doing is that Google form, I think, um, did a lot. I think it did a lot more than, than people thought it would do. It made people feel really um, empowered um, and really, really, really excited. Um, there's a couple stories here that I wanted to get to today. Um, but to be honest, um, the show filled up quite a bit and they're not, like that important. It was just some other like random news. I'll give a quick mention. Um, airdrops on Hedera are big. I want to give a huge shout out to Earthlings. Um, Earthlings is doing an airdrop that I find very fascinating, which is leveraging um, the associate token function. Um, and they're also launching a new game, which is um, family friendly. Uh, and you shoot eggs at people. It reminds me of the uh, paintball mode in GoldenEye. Um, also, Rob Allen has joined the advisory for Earthlings, which I think is awesome. So huge shout out to Earthlings. Keep an eye on that on that project. Um, I think that gaming on Hedera is going to be a big thing, and I and I really think that Earthlings is positioned so well. And they and when we talk about retail use cases that are just doing awesome stuff, like Earthlings is um, at the top of the top uh, for that. Um, and then the last thing today was something shared this morning that I haven't had time to look at, but I wanted to just make everybody aware of, which is Alex Russman at the HBAR Foundation says, excited by how many brands will be launching Web3 consumer engagement campaigns powered by Miotech. Miotech stack does much more than just deliver NFTs. Um, and so you have Miotech sharing a video clip of a new project they're launching with Corriere who has 2.7 million followers on Twitter. Um, and so it's just these massive use cases are, are starting to ramp up um, that are consumer-focused, um, built on technology, leveraging Hedera. Um, it's very clear that the consumer loyalty, consumer engagement vertical is going to be like a huge success in my mind. I think it's really important to focus on. Um, and it's something that I think like is a shared initiative. Um, when we talk about 
the retail side of things. Then we talk about the enterprise side of things, consumer loyalty. My brain is just like, look at the stuff Melendez is doing as a governing council member. Look at the stuff that hash pack is doing with pack token, both solving the same problem, which is um, better ways for consumer loyalty to give users and customers the ability to participate in major decisions and get rewarded for ways that they bring value to those companies. It's just, I love to see that um, working it from both angles. It's kind of what Charles was talking about, the president of Hedera, right? Working from the top down, working from the bottom up, meeting in the middle. There's so many different analogies like that, right? I talk about for years on the show about those two separate worlds, enterprise world, retail world, they're far apart, get them close together Right, you're starting to see a theme here. I think a lot of people are tuning into the fact that um, unfortunate reality is is just that you know there's these two separate sides to this network. Um, there's some very unique components and elements to this network, and we got to start trying to bring things together. Um, and so, one of the best things that I've seen to do that is just what happened on the show today. Right, like d- let's just recap what happened on the show. Um a core member of the Hedera and Swirls Labs team, right? Christian Hasker, head of marketing, um, was in Twitter discussions and responded to my tweet and says, hey, you know, I'm down to come on the show and talk about it. There's the, again, these really difficult conversations and nuanced conversations. Um, I responded to him live on the show and said, hey, hop on, we're live right now. Um, and Christian comes on the show. No prep, no questions. He, does, he has no idea what he's coming into. Um, and he knows he's coming on to a show hosted by somebody that disagrees with some of the aspects um, that he speaks on. And we have a conversation about it. Um, and I, ju- you know, for me, you know, just to kind of summarize what we talked about today, bringing it back full circle to what I was talking about at the top of the show when we started things. Um, information gaps, communication gaps, that's the problem we're seeing. Um, And the solution, I think, is not to stifle or try to wind down public discourse. I think that the conversations required to solve these problems are messy conversations, are noisy conversations. Like Patches said earlier on the show, they're messy and noisy, and you can't get around those things. Um, you have to have those conversations to arrive at those solutions. In many cases on these types of networks and in these types of startup ecosystems, um, you just have to take things public. You've got you've to get the conversation out there. Um, and it's totally understandable why folks like Christian um, would not be in favor of that. It makes his job difficult. And also, too, it's frustrating for Christian as well because most likely he has access to information that we don't know about. And he he wants, you know, folks like Christian want to reassure the community, but ultimately you can't feel reassured without having the information, right? No longer can the governing council in Hedera and Swirled say, Guys, don't worry. Don't worry. There's nothing to worry about. We know about things that are going to happen that are going to take away all this pressure. And that might be true, right? It might be the case that an enterprise use case is just getting ready to go live on the main net and it's going to generate millions in revenue for Hedera and TPS is going to go to five figures and all that kind of stuff. That could be the case. But no longer, I think, 
can the governing councilling can um, folks like Christian kind of say like, you know, don't worry about this stuff. We're optimistic. We think things are going to go well. It's a healthy pipeline. It's step function. Be patient. Yada, yada, yada. I think that that era is coming to a close and it's, I think it's uncomfortable for, um, for those folks to, to get on board with because it's just tough. The guy doesn't have an easy job. And so I think that I want to encourage folks like Christian folks at Hedera, the governing council to embrace that and lean into those things head on and understand that, um, it's, you know, if you are open to these conversations, if you do embrace them and if you do, um, reflect on those criticisms leveraged at your network, if you do highlight those, if you do share those solutions and also if solutions are shared by the community that will work, elevate those, if they're not going to work, explain why like public forums can be difficult, but they can also make things easier. And I think that we're experiencing a bit of a transition right now. We're experiencing a transition of decentralization, right? If Hedera wants to talk about pathways to decentralization, this is what happens. Conversations become more public. Conversations become more, you know, less um, clear sometimes, but conversations become more decentralized. Um, and so that's what we're seeing right now. So that's what I'm hoping for. I hope that we start to see those conversations continue to become more decentralized. Um, it would be nice not to wait 30 days for governing council meeting notes. It would be nice to sit in on those governing council meetings, you know, maybe not realistic. Um, but in my mind, let's aim for deep space and hit the moon on the way. As far as I'm concerned in that respect, um, so another huge shout out supporters of the show. I'm not going to talk your ear off about it, but uh, there is a Hedera wallet for the show. Send HBAR to it. It allows me to help grow the show. We want to do more video stuff. We want to get live video streams going. Um, I'm going to be planning to have more guests on the show. The format of the show is continuing to evolve. Um, I'm getting much better at understanding what people want to know about, what people want to hear about. Um, and I'm getting better set up to kind of do what we did today, like just on the fly um, live news stuff. Um, I'm very proud that Hashgraph Enthusiasts has become uh, a live, long-form news show uh, that isn't sponsored and doesn't have advertisements um, that people can trust. So I really, I'm very proud of that, and I couldn't do it without the Hedera community. So it's fantastic. I dig it. Um, and that's pretty much it, folks. This has been episode... 114. It's hard to believe. A quick reminder, no show next week. I'm going to ETH Denver. There is going to be a lot to talk about, but there will be no show next week. I will be 30,000 feet in the air on a plane, um, so I will not be able to host the show, obviously, but I will be posting a bunch of content from ETH Denver, um, and it's going to be really great. Um, huge shout out to everyone listening live on X Spaces right now. Um, you know, I see IPAX listening. I think I'm going to go into spaces of, of theirs tomorrow, which will be great. Make sure to tune into that. Um, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, I, you know, got to be said again, DeFi on uh, retail, DeFi on Hedera is having a moment. Do not miss it. Dive in, get involved, use the network. Hello, future. Goodbye, past. 
Thanks for listening to the Hashgraph Enthusiast Show, hosted by Brandon Davenport. Listen to past episodes and support the show at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. Apex just let me know the town hall is today at 5 p.m. It's not tomorrow. It's today. So catch me on Spaces with Apex later today.